Welcome to the Jesus Image Podcast. I want to read this prophetic word to you. Could we put up just maybe one of the renderings that shows, you know, a good chunk of, of, a, of the complex, not, not, not one of the interior uh, renderings, just some, uh, no, not that one, no. They showed the back of it. Somebody needs a wisdom impartation. First picture you put up is the back of the building. What on earth? Okay. That's a, put the one up with the stained glass. Let me help you. There we go. All right. Okay. Now, I want to read this prophetic word that Pastor Tommy sent us. He said, Dear Michael, I just watched your amazing video of the Jesus image vision of your new complex. You are building a dream I have envisioned for many years. Isn't that wonderful? How old is he, Amy? 90, 91. Building a complex where thousands of young people will come from all over the world to worship Jesus and be discipled. In an atmosphere where thousands of youth will gather and receive an education that will change the world. And their education and learning will be simply this, to know the heart of Jesus. Amen, huh? I dreamed of someone being raised by God who would build this where the architecture itself would be linked to the great art and beauty and wonder of God's heart for worship through beauty. Almost like the greatest of the European architecture. Michael, I've never told anyone about this vision but your video I have seen in many of my dreams. Yeah, someone has to be somewhat, thank you. That's amazing to me, really. Listen, everyone else has been building buildings out of glass, wood, and bricks, <laughs> out of a plastic world. But it seems to me, Michael, that you have met with Jesus and you've seen his vision all I can say is that I know you have met with the Lord himself and he has shown you this dream. I feel like I have seen the place where a new generation will be trained to learn to know Jesus and take him to the world. <laughs> now this, this, this is how you know it's typically a word from the Lord. Listen to this next part. Michael, as you build it, you will face opposition. <laughs> Listen, but be faithful to the dream of building a place where heaven touches earth. I've not shared this publicly because I thought that nobody else would believe in my dream. However, I've known for years that God would raise up a man. This is not about me, by the way. This is what Pastor Tommy said. I knew that God would raise up a man, and he has. Please never stop dreaming the impossible. Build this building to honor our precious Jesus from a loving spiritual father who stands in amazement and will live to see his dream built. I love this next part. And this is the reason that Amy, his daughter, 
that Amy and I sent our granddaughter to Jesus school. <laughs> In other words, he's saying, I really trust you. So much so we sent our precious granddaughter. I love you now more than ever, Bishop Tommy Reed. Amen. I believe that's a prophetic word for this house. Can we all say amen together? Receive it. So tonight is Commitment Sunday, and I would have to echo Amy's description of this morning. It was holy, and offerings are meant to be holy. Hopefully over the last, uh, gosh, the, I had a, my encounter with the Lord in, on October 23rd, 2007. I had been in the ministry for years, but I had a fresh encounter with the Lord at Paul Teske's church on a beautiful fall evening in a little church that seated about 250 people. And from that night until tonight, thank you, Lord, by your grace, I have preached Jesus as faithfully as I know how. I, I can honestly say by the Lord's grace that uh, he's kept me in not changing the dial. And hopefully that, um, you believe that about us here at Jesus Image. Hopefully you know we burn for him. And we actually reject gimmickry. I don't care what the generation in the past did. If, if it's not biblical, we don't go for it. It doesn't matter how much money is raised. If the scriptures refute something, we refute it. But today, this morning, was altogether different. It was holy. And Amy's right. Uh, worship is not limited to a song. I don't know how we got there, but Abraham did not scale Mount Moriah to, to sing a duet with Isaac. He, did, you know, he didn't go up saying, hey, it's going to be great. We're going to harmonize beautifully, and the Lord's going to really receive our spontaneous moment up there. Which, by the way, why are worship teams planning spontaneous moments? Does that even make sense? No, really. Put them in a circle and they plan and uh, record, this is going to be spontaneous. I'm like, you're contradicting yourself at the onset. This is called a plan, which is the opposite of spontaneous. <laughs> That's not what Abraham and Isaac were doing. They did not go up to sing. They went up to worship. Singing, praise, thanksgiving, adoration, these are all components of worship, and so is the offering. You cannot remove that from Scripture. It is there, and I'm telling this young generation at our school, if God doesn't have your money, he does not have your entire life. Thankfully, thankfully, this past month, we were able to send exponentially more money out to missions around the world, to local churches, to fathers and mothers in the ministry around the world because we believe in honor here. How many of you know we would not be here without them? Those pastors now who are aging, who are still many still traveling and preaching, the church should be blessing them. Where would we be without these who've sacrificed so much? And last month alone, we were able to give exponentially more away in one month than all we brought in the first year Jesus' image began. Yeah, you can thank the Lord. It's wonderful. 
we have been able to monthly, monthly, just about monthly, for years, stand with Upper Room's building project. We have been able to monthly stand with Bethel's new building project. We've been able to monthly send offerings to Heidi and the orphans throughout Africa. It's been incredible to our friends in the Middle East. It's been an honor. I said, it's an honor. And whenever we find someone who's attempting to do what we feel called to do, we sow into it. It's the way it's supposed to be. I'll never forget at Jesus 17, we got this call from the production company and they were like, you need to prepay the production bill, everything up front, and it freaked me out. And the number was massive for us. I mean, it still is. And I remember the number was like, I think, please, I might, I might be off a, a, a few here, but, but I think it was somewhere around like, was it like $300,000? And I almost passed out, you know. It's like, wait, do what and when? They're like, you have a few days to do it. And so we found a way to, to get the funds to the vendor. And when it comes to production, you kind of need them in a massive venue like the Orange County Convention Center. They basically said, if you don't do it, you have no sound or lighting. So they had us in a pretty good position. I respect that. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, respect, all right. So we, 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 uh, we had to, to charge the, the amount. And at first I was rejoicing, but then I thought, oh, you actually have to pay that back. And so uh, a few of my friends who were there at Jesus 17, they received the offering. And it was a blessing, but we were nowhere near what we needed. And time was ticking. I will never forget this as long as I live. Hanging out with fathers and mothers in the faith is actually hilarious at times. Because I've noticed, especially Pastor Benny, the older he gets, the less he cares what we think. How many of you can attest to that? Especially the students. And we've had some moments at Jesus School with him, haven't we? He makes Jessica sweat. Some, sometimes if he goes too long, Jess will start texting while he's preaching. Be done at 9.15. And it's hilarious. I love watching the, the interaction. So he was there. And uh, Marilyn Hickey was there at Jesus 17. And she walked up to me between sessions and she said, hey, um, how, how is your budget going? And I go, not good. I was rejoicing in the Lord and in the natural, I was dying. I was like, this, what have I, what have I gotten myself into? Why am I, are you sure you called the right guy, Lord? She goes, well, I feel like I could help you. I would like to receive the offering. Just very kind, very humble. You know, it's Marilyn Hickey. And I was like, oh, okay, ma'am. Yeah, you know, it's my first time really, I think it was my first time ever hosting her. So I grew up watching her. How many of you did? Anyone else grew up watching Marilyn? She was amazing. You should watch her stuff. So she goes, I can help you. And then Pastor Venny was in the background. He goes, I'll do it. I'll do it. It's so funny. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And Marilyn says, I... I feel like I heard from the Lord to do this. And I was like, what did you say? So I said, oh, okay. And, and Pastor Ray's like, okay, fine, fine. You know, just like. So Marilyn got up. I'll never forget what she said. She taught on the life of Joseph. You remember that? 
And she said something I never forgot. She said, if you get behind somebody else's dream from God, God will get behind yours. And that's what she told the crowd. It wasn't some lavish, weird offering deal that's so slimed the 80s, the 90s, and the early 2000s. It wasn't that. It was just the Bible and her own testimony, which was if you get behind somebody else's dream from God, God will get behind yours. And then she said, I never forgot this. She goes, there was a young lady who got behind what God had called me to. She sent a few bucks a month. She's like, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of her. Her name is Joyce Meyer. She goes, from Joyce's earliest day, she would send me a little offering because she believed in what God had called Marilyn Hickey Ministries to. And then Marilyn said, I think the Lord's done something pretty decent with Joyce. I never forgot that testimony. In that simple little teaching, the presence of God began to move and trigger generosity in a crowd. And not only did the Lord bring in the whole amount, we had extra left over to put toward the rest of the year. I never forgot that. And what I want to encourage all of us away from is this. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Never allow somebody else's sin, never allow that to cause you to sin yourself. Well, you've got to hear me right now where we are in, in, in the church. Men will rise, men will fall. Men will begin teaching in truth, and, and many, we're watching, they begin teaching mixture and heresy by the end of their ministries. It's, it's a fact. They isolate. When they isolate, they start believing that they heard from God personally, which is very dangerous. You step out of community, you are signing up for confusion that will ultimately lead you into deception. This is never meant to be uh, you always alone discovering supposedly for the first time what the entirety of Christendom has missed over the last 2,000 years. You have to ask yourself if you are smarter than the sum total of those who bled and died for Jesus over the millennia. And when you step out of community, that's what will happen. You, in, then you'll begin seeing things in people that don't exist. That's where religious spirits come in and judgment comes in because it's just you and Jesus. And you'll start saying stuff like this. I know I'm okay. I know things are great with the Lord and I. It's because you now start to determine what that looks like. And today we're living in a day, and I, I hate to say, it will only increase Never forget what I'm about to tell you. Men will fail you. Listen to me. Men will fail you. Maybe some of you have been hurt by leadership. It probably won't be the last time. Do you know why? Because leaders are not infallible. Jesus is. The devil would love for you to throw out what the scriptures teach about submitting to one another in Christian love and humility. The devil would love for the church to overreact and become their own lords. Don't you do it. 
So when it comes to giving, yes, many, many have gone too far. Many, many have embraced methods and teachings that are not biblical, that aren't Jesus-centered. I, I, I have heard people say they have an anointing. I'm not joking. People have said that they have an anointing to help people get a certain brand of car. Well, you tell me where that is in the scriptures. Get a double turbo camel. How did the butt? What, what, what are we doing? It's crazy stuff. <laughs> Twin turbo camel. It's nuts. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Many people have made a gimmickry of something holy that Amy expressed earlier. However, however, it does not negate the truth of the Word of God. It is more blessed to than to receive. Never allow somebody's excess in sin to be used as a vehicle for sin in your own life. You can fall into deception on both sides of the road. Both are a ditch. More than ever, I'm telling you, this, is, this exceeds the bounds of giving. This is, I'm telling you, as sure as I'm standing here, that there'll be more opportunity for the church to be offended than she's ever known in these coming years. And the reason that is, is because the coming of the Lord is approaching at a rapid pace. Can I, can I talk about this for a minute? You've got to know this. So if I fail you, listen, if I fail you here, okay, you still need to be pastored. You need to go somewhere and be pastored. You need to be led. You need someone to teach you the word. And those who teach the word are still worthy of double honor. It doesn't change the scriptures. And I, my heart breaks for many young people. I don't want you to fall into the trap that the devil has constructed. Don't bite the bait. The word of God remains. As I said this morning, the church is built upon Jesus, not your favorite pastor. The church is not built on your favorite podcaster. It's built upon Jesus, the immovable rock, the master builder. You have to stake your life on the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The crucified and risen Lord. You have to hold tightly to the hem of his garment right now. You need to come to Calvary. That's why that cross is here. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting really excited. It's good to see you, Keith. Keith's carried the cross around the world. I'm getting so excited now. Different churches I go to have put crosses up on their platform because they've been tuning in. Thank God. I have a dream. I want to see tens of thousands of churches before I go home to be with the Lord with crosses on their platform. It says something. It says a lot more than the greatest sermons. Do you want devils to be afraid to come in a room? Glory Christ crucified. Glory in Christ crucified. This is important stuff. You've got to cling to Jesus right now. More than ever, we have to be obedient children. So never allow somebody's sin to cause you to fall into your own. Say amen. amen. All right. So very quickly, give me 10 more minutes. When I got saved here in this building, 
Jess would probably remember, and probably Kathleen and Nathan, but there was a girl that used to sing in the choir who also worked with the youth, and they would always, she would always come to me wherever I'm sitting. She'd go, you should go into the youth. But this room was wild. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. Uh, I'm sure the youth is great, but I, I've, I've got to do that right there one day. The way the Lord was using Pastor Benny and still is, but back then as a 12-year-old kid to watch that, I, I was like, I was so intrigued. And I'd sit here and be fed the word of God and my heart was so full and they'd invite me nonstop. Come on, come in the youth. I'm like, no, y'all can go in the youth. I'm staying right here. But I remember in my earliest days wanting to please the Lord and live as a believer. Wanting to be a true Christian. So they named me Papa, which was a Greek word for priest. In my community back home, I would carry around a little Bible. My opening line was, you're going to go to hell. (laughs) That's all I had. It was the best I could offer. Nobody taught me. There was no like power evangelism stuff back then. Uh, I had no grid. I I, I did not watch Christian television. I, I simply read the words of Jesus I read about honor darkness, the gnashing of teeth, where the worm does not die, and I just told people they'd go there. It didn't work. But it's refreshing. I told my aunt one night at the dinner table where I grew up in Tarpon Springs, I said, uh, obviously a Greek lady, I said, I said uh, her, name was, her nickname was Bubby. I said, Bubby, I'll never forget it. My grandmother was there serving us food. It was wonderful. And I'm eating, and I, I had just been born again, and I'm eating my Greek food, and I look to the left, I go, Bubby, you're going to hell. <laughs> Greek women didn't counsel you. They didn't sit you in a corner. They slapped you. There was no like, hey, let's, let's talk this out. How's your heart doing? <laughs> you had a fat lip, and somehow that was good for the heart. She said, what'd you just say? I said, you're going to hell. She said, and why is that? I said, because you're a sinner. (laughs) I'll never forget this. She goes, she looked at my mom. She goes, if he calls me a sinner one more time, I'm slapping him in the face. I never forgot, but that was my methodology. And I walk around. I couldn't preach, but I wanted to at least try. And I remember as a kid getting up early in the morning before middle school, watching This Is Your Day. I guarantee you I was the only kid in our high school watching This Is Your Day. I was enamored by the presence of God. Enamored. I wanted to walk with Jesus. I wanted to be a true disciple. And what I can tell you unapologetically tonight is that part of being a true disciple is being a giver. I want that to land. Because there's been wonderful teaching that's come your way, Gen Z, millennials. It's been wonderful as there's been a breakthrough in the revelation of thanksgiving and praise. Unfortunately, we don't teach on worship enough. So we stop at the second gate, which actually leads us to emotion and demonstration, which is great, but we never get into the glory. We need more worship leaders who know how to get into the glory. You, you, if you get stuck in a set, it's just because you're, you just haven't been there enough in private. And so, 
I wanted to know how to live there. It's really important to me. And I wanted to learn from people who knew what they were doing. And, and I discovered that the Lord meant it when he required an offering. He meant it. And I, I began to see why he required the offering. And what I want to tell you guys, listen, young people, don't buy the lie that God will not receive an offering that seems small to you. You will never, listen to me, you will never achieve God's plan for your life without his abundant blessing. How many of you feel, feel called to the ministry in some way? Okay, how many of you feel called to start a business? Okay, the majority of you here feel called to full-time ministry. You will need funds. I promise you. And it's, 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 it's all about the way you look at it. I will never forget a pastor telling me, stop looking at these cameras as expenditures and see them as investments. I was afraid to buy them because it was stretching us. I'll never forget it. And finally, the Lord gave us our first camera and before we ever turned it on. The Lord spoke to me in my prayer closet, go give it away. Before I ever turned it on, I didn't know how to turn it on anyways, but I was so proud of it. We didn't have a studio. We didn't even have a tripod. <laughs> we had nothing. And there I was so grateful because I knew the Lord would use media one day in our life. I was just so thankful to have this down payment of faith I was so proud of it, I put it in our prayer room. <laughs> there was a Canon box, Canon XF305. That was the name. I don't know anything about media, but I remember the model of that camera. It was right there where I'd seek the Lord all day long, and I would thank the Lord, thank you for this camera. You know, I almost treat it like the ark. It was just right, right there in there. <laughs> and the Lord, one day after weeks of thanking him, he goes, go, go fly to LA. Put the camera in your carry-on. And give it away to a young evangelist. I go, what? What? This is our first one. Track with me. This is our first one. How many of you know he's the God of the first fruit? It's what he does. The first one is always the toughest to give away. <laughs> He's never had it before. I said, wait, wait. Why doesn't he fly here? Nope, put it, and I did. I put that thing, I bubble wrapped it. I had to put it through the TSA. I was not so happy the whole flight. Oh my gosh. So I go, I fly out there, fly to Orange County, call the person over. I said, uh, hey man, uh, you know, the Lord told me to give this to you. And he took it. He was pretty excited, but I thought he'd be more. And he just jumped in the car and rolled out. I thought, my word, Lord, huh? I guess you're trying to teach me to give to you and not to people. If you'll only give when someone reacts the way you think they should, there's a heart issue there. God was revealing that in me. So I stayed out in Cali for a few days after that. Jesse and I went to go get gas. I'll never forget it. We drove down to San Clemente to go get gas. I'm pumping gas right after I'd given that camera away. And I get a phone call to my cell phone. I had a dream, not, a, not an actual dream, but a dream in my heart to build a studio in Lake Mary. 
here. And we needed, I think at the time, about $40,000 to complete it. We didn't have it. I gave that camera away, went to pump gas in San Clemente. My phone rang, and when my phone rang, somebody called and said, the Lord just spoke to me to pay for your entire studio. If you're wondering how we got here, these are the stories you need to hear. I would be an unfaithful pastor to not share the truth with you. These are the testimonies of how we got here. If that shakes your theology, read your Bible again. This is throughout the scriptures. I'm not going to hide behind a false facade of character preservation and not teach you the entire Bible. This is how we got here. We followed the scriptures. I've had people ask, why do you support that person? Have they ever supported you all? My answer is always, what's that have to do with the voice of God? Many of the ministries we support could pay for our building. <laughs> Look, Jesse's laughing. Because he thinks the same thing at times. But what's that have to do with the voice of God? Living a generous life is exhilarating. It's wonderful. And something I mentioned this morning that I want us to step into. You begin by giving. Eventually you become called to be a giver. You will eventually see it as part of your mandate. So you don't just give anywhere. You actually seek the Lord about where you will give. Let me close with the scripture. Is this okay tonight? Yes. You know, I, I find this part funny too. I know many people who teach against what I'm saying, which is wild to me because it is throughout the Bible. The culture of the Trinity is generosity, period. It's who the Lord is. But some of, I know a lot of them and, and I've been around a lot of them and I've never seen them reject a check. <laughs> Ever so, if some of y'all, just to be honest, it's Sunday night, so this is when the best and worst of me comes out. <laughs> you might be not liking what I'm saying, but if you're okay taking a check, but not giving one to the Lord, the issue's on you. Because you know as well as I do, if I pulled you aside right now, and wrote you a $1,000 check, you'd take it. How many of you can say in the fear of the Lord right now that if I gave you a thousand bucks right now, you would not take it? Yeah, exactly. Good for you. <laughs> Why should you take it, but the Lord should not receive it? Why are you all right receiving it? But you're not all right giving it to Jesus. Oh. Beat that devil right out of your brain. <laughs> I hate that religious thing. I hate it. Missionaries walk around, a lot of them in front of you. Oh, you know, oh, I'm a missionary. You see them at home, they got Gucci glasses on. <laughs> oh, I, I know them. That's why I love Heidi. She'll wear nice stuff in front of you if she's with you or not. She ha she's helping the poor but hasn't allow the spirit of religion and deception to come upon her. That Jesus could minister to the rich and to the poor. 
And it's pretty hard to give something away if you don't have it. I feel good. I grew up around monastics, monks, clergy. I love it. If I didn't pastor this church, I'd probably be a monk who was allowed to be married (laughs) and play golf five days a week. If there's a monastic order that allows that, maybe that's where I'll retire. Have you ever seen some of those monasteries? So some of my mainline friends who came out of mainline beautiful traditions of the church, you ever seen some of those cathedrals? Yes or no? Have you priced stained glass lately? (laughs) Carla? It's not $15 a window. Have you ever tried putting on an event that 10 to 20,000 people can come to? Costs money. Money is never meant to have us. We are meant to reign over it and use it to further the gospel. It looks holy to withhold from God. It looks holy. It's not holy. It's not humble. No, no, no. It's actually to steal from the Lord and take what is rightfully his. It's to preserve you rather than the furtherance of the gospel. It's got to break out of you. It's got to break out of you. Am I doing good, David? Okay. Go to uh, Genesis 26. I'll read this and then we'll land the plane. Which tonight is like a kamikaze plane. (laughs) Genesis 26, verse 1. There was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Juar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt, live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, listen, and I will be with you. Say, the Lord is with me. Say it again, and I will be with you. Thank you, Lord. And bless you, for to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I, I love this, the, I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven. And I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. This is the messianic promise to Isaac. In Isaac's seed, every nation will be blessed through the Messiah. You can't leave Jesus out of that passage. It's very important. I want you to fast forward. Uh, let's go to, well, we'll just keep reading. It's fine. We got time. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws, our obedience, listen, actually impacts deeply the lives of our children. The Lord here is speaking to Isaac and he's bringing his father's memory back to him. That's the kind of life I want to live. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar and the men of the place asked about his wife and he said, she's my sister. 
It's a totally separate teaching. For he was afraid to say she was my wife because he thought lest the men of this place kill me for Rebecca, for she is beautiful to behold. In other words, she was beautiful. The men would kill him to have her. Now it came to pass when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked through a window and saw and there was Isaac showing endearment to Rebekah, his wife. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, quite obviously, she is your wife. <laughs> like, you don't talk to your sister like that. <laughs> so how could you say she is my sister? And Isaac said to him, because I said, lest I die on account of her. The point is, Isaac is not perfect here. Okay? <laughs> it's telling people his wife's his sister. All right. Verse 10, and Abimelech said, what is this you've done to us? One of the people might soon have lain with your wife and you would have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech charged all his people saying, he who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Then, listen, then, say then. Verse 12, Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. I find it amazing that Isaac chooses to sow in a land that is famished. Jesse and I were having a talk the other day about uh, real estate. And I was talking to somebody else about it. And they were like, no, no, don't sell, don't buy. This is the worst time to sell. Unless God is in it. My friend put his house on, his, on the market in the worst environment and he sold it like in a day and here Isaac sows during famine it's in famine that you're supposed to hold on to everything there's turbulence in the nations right now the stock market's going up and down the church is being shaken right now worldwide there's a lot going on in the body of Christ it'd be very easy to stop worshiping Jesus with passion and to stop giving it would be foolishness to do so. Yes. Yes. Foolishness. This is the best time, listen, to sow in faith knowing that everything around us is shaky. And Isaac reaps a hundredfold when everybody else is afraid to do anything. In the natural... I've had people ask, are you going to continue with the building project because of the economy? I said, you better believe we are because that's going to be a testimony. That'll be a greater testimony when that thing is paid off 100% for the glory of Jesus. And you mark my words. You mark my words. I'm telling you right now. The day will come where the sick will pull onto that property and they'll be healed before they ever get to us. It's not about us. The day will come where Esther's leading the children's team and those little kids are praying for sick people and they'll be healed by the thousands. The day will come where we will hear of moves of God in children's church and we will leave the sanctuary just to go watch the Lord touch our children. The day will come where those kids will lead worship here on the platform with the adults and lead us into the glory of God. The day will come where the poor can come into God's presence 
And God will feed them, take care of them, bless them and honor them. May we feed thousands upon thousands of those who are unable to provide for themselves. May we be able to give to those, as Jesus said, without expecting anything back. And I'm telling you, as sure as I'm standing here, the day will come where we will sit in God's presence and not utter a word. And hours and hours will go, will go by, not because we have nothing to say about Jesus. It'll be because we have too much to say about him. We're stuck in wonder, beholding the beautiful glory of the Lord. It will be a blessed land. It is a blessed land. It'll be charged with his presence. The gospel will go forth in clarity and little Jesus-loving Jedis are gonna be trained to go out all over the world. And I believe, I believe, why not? I have two options, to believe or to not believe. And I'm choosing to believe that that thing will be paid off debt-free. Why not? Don't, let, I, don't enable me as, don't put me in a box. I'm already a charismatic Greek Orthodox preaching monk, all right? Don't put me in a box. You say, are you word of faith? No, but I'm also not word of doubt. What good does that do? I don't want to preach a word of unbelief. And that won't be the first building we build. I should say the last. It won't be the last. There'll be campuses all over. And we're going to see Jesus glorified in the nation. And for those of you who weren't here this morning, or for those of you who were and you wished you would have done something, tonight we're going to do, we're going to do the same thing. So I'd like us to bring the baskets forward, please. I, I wish... <laughs> I wish you could give your history away in God. But I can tell you and give you a faithful, faithful account of all God has done for us and for us personally and for this house. But from day one, we have given to the Lord Jesus. So in your hands, they're in your seats. Carla, they all have them. You should have a pledge card in your seat. I'd like everyone to get one. If you did it this morning, you don't have to unless you'd like to quadruple your gift. And I want you to pray right now. Just, just seek the Lord right there in your seat. And let's ask the Lord. Ask the Lord what Jessica and I already did this this morning. We came ready. But let's ask the Lord tonight what he would have us do. And if you didn't leave during the song, why would you leave during this aspect of worship? This is holy when Abraham did scale Mount Moriah, he offered his best. And so tonight, we have the opportunity to be part of something that only one group has the opportunity to be a part of. The first pioneering group on our first commitment Sunday who've been called by God to bring him an offering for the generations to come. Who knows? Maybe I'll even be buried there. Jesse, we told Pastor Benny, we're going to bury you on the church property. He goes, you're not burying me there. The alligators will come and dig me up. <laughs> he goes, they'll grab my body and pull it into a lake. <laughs> that is so funny. 
I said, well, where do you want to be buried? He goes, Israel. I go, that's, that'll be cheap. Wow, praise God. I'm going to be buried on the Mount of Olives. <laughs> Amen. You want to too, huh? But really, if you're there with your wife tonight or your husband or family, or, I want you to just pray about it right now. Talk to one another. You can give a one-time check tonight if you'd like. You can also give a pledge card. And in just a moment, you'll come forward. I'd like the worship team to come forward, please, all the musicians and the vocalists. And then once we do call you forward, if you haven't had an opportunity to do this already, if you haven't done it this morning, uh, you'll then go back to your seat. You can stay in worship as the team is leading. But I also want to speak to our online audience. You guys have been incredible. Honestly, we feel your support. We have for years. We can almost feel you worshiping around the world. The feedback has been incredible. Wherever we travel, somebody stops me and says, I watch every week, or this, this video, this teaching changed my life. We want to invite you to do the same, our online family. If this ministry has blessed you, would you consider doing something tonight? Something that will impact the generations to come. Something that will glorify the name of Jesus. We believe eternally. So I'd like to pray right now, and then I'm going to pray one more prayer once, once the offerings are brought up, and I'm going to pray the blessing of the Lord over you and your family. Holy Spirit, would you speak to your people tonight? To those of you, or those I should say, Lord, around the world, those in this room, speak, Lord, as this is a holy night. Let broken missionaries come to this place when it's done who need to be healed on the inside. Let it be like a hospital in the Holy Spirit, like Reading was for us. Heal families, heal marriages, heal bodies, heal souls. Do it for your glory and take this seed, Lord, and use it for your namesake. I thank you in advance for speaking clearly to your people. May we obey with childlikeness and expectancy. Bless them, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, the one-time uh, option is there. You should have that pledge card. I, what I'd like you to do is, and please don't, I, this one confuses me. Do not bring an empty pledge card and put it in the basket. It's, as much as you think it's a blessing, uh, it really isn't. <laughs> You don't have to do anything, but don't drop an empty pledge card in the basket. Uh, you can take that pledge card, fold it, come forward, and then uh, our team will be leading in worship, and then I'll pray a mass blessing over everything. Good, Carla? Did I forget anything? Okay. As you're ready, you guys can all come forward as you're led and, and place your, your pledge card or your one-time gift in the, in the basket or give electronically. God bless you. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can like and subscribe to help us continue to reach people around the world with the gospel. Give today at jesusimage.tv forward slash give. You can also join us in person or online every Sunday at Jesus Image Church. For more information on Jesus Image, events, Jesus School, and resources, visit jesusimage.tv.